0: Hello and welcome to another Light Reading podcast. My name is Phil Harvey, I'm the editor at Light Reading.
1: I'm Kelsey Zeiser, I'm also an editor at Light Reading. I'm Anna Ahrens and I'm a
2: senior research analyst at Omdia responsible for industrial communication and I'm representing manufacturing side here.
3: I am Pablo Tomasi, and I'm a principal analyst covering private LT and private 5G networks at Omdia, and I'm representing the telco side of the manufacturing and 5G um,
0: market. Anna and Pablo, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Anna, you're, uh, uh, we're reaching you from, uh, uh, from somewhere in Germany today?
2: Yes, I'm located in Frankfurt.
0: You're in Frankfurt. Okay, great. Um, Pablo, you're... Uh, uh, at our London office in uh, the uh, Omdia London offices, uh, well, Informa, I guess that's the parent company that owns both of our uh, our, our fair uh, establishments. Yeah. Yes. Uh, correct. I'm, I'm I'm taking the call from
3: the London office, so apologies for any background noise that comes with being at the office, but it's good to
0: be back. Yeah. It's uh, th- that's why I was I was commenting on the uh, the like we were saying earlier the signs of life, <laughs> people people <laughs> back moving around and everything. It's a good thing. Um, so this is interesting because this is a, a collaboration between uh, you know two uh, uh, sides of uh, you know covering the technology business that I think are are going to be collaborating a lot more over time because it seems like manufacturing uh, technology is uh, definitely of interest to those in the telco sector. Um, what's uh, w- what exactly is the occasion? For, uh, for your two gr- groups uh, working together. Uh, Pablo, you can, you can start off if you like.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- the reason why we wanted to uh, collaborate on this report was a, in itself is very simple. So everyone talks about manufacturing and the opportunity that FIG is bringing to manufacturing. But the reality is that the industrial world and the tech world are quite different, are quite separate and are looking at this opportunity with the different lens and with different speed of market in mind. And so what we wanted to do was to uh, freeze the market for a moment and try to understand from the two different sides what is really happening and is the market really pushing all well in the same direction or are the two different categories kind of pushing one on the right and one on the left and effectively creating some problems, problems uh, while trying to realize this opportunity.
0: Yeah, that's a good uh, good place to start. Anna, from your side, did did uh, is the manufacturing sector as excited about five G as it seems like everybody else is, or am I just hearing a lot of telco, uh, you know, <laughs> marketing and stuff?
2: Uh, no, unfortunately, or whatever, um, manufacturing se- sector is like a spoiler in the whole story because the telcos were very enthusiastic as they approached this five G industrial market with. Uh, First, cellular technology, which is suitable for industrial application and manufacturing sector was like, we are not really in. We don't (laughs) know the value and uh, what are the costs. And we don't know how to to introduce it. Uh, We don't know how to use this technology. It is too expensive. And in general, it is not proven enough and it is not mature enough. And we are not moving.
0: But other than that, they liked it sorry in, in, general,
2: <laughs> in general the technology is suitable for industrial application it is very good enhancement of wireless technology which is exist uh, currently in industrial connectivity
0: yeah but the the reception uh, was was a little bit uh, w- well it was a little bit you know cold at first um, has there been a uh, uh, well, let's uh, spe- specifically, let's actually, let's get into a little bit of, of uh, the report. So the, the the new report from Omdi is called Demystifying Private 5G in Manufacturing, How to Seize a New Opportunity. So both sides are, I guess, well, actually, maybe that's the question. Are, are both sides uh, equally seeing, you know, 5G networks as an opportunity to advance their businesses?
3: and maybe i can start taking this from the from the point of view of the of the telcos so if you look a little bit at what telcos are doing uh, of course they're you know investing a lot of money on 5g and unfortunately they are still looking for a real success story so we all know that the consumer market has been hasn't been enough to really bring back the roi that the telco wanted so they start looking at the enterprises and we discussed that before they start looking about private networks now, looking at to the manufacturer, of course, seems to be like a great opportunity. And uh, mm-hmm. the fact that cellular technology can deliver some of the benefits of performances that are similar to what already exists in the industrial space has brought a lot of hype into into this, uh, this new opportunity. And, and telcos want to have their success stories. They want to, to show that 5G is able to bring new revenues. Uh, So that's sort of the point of view where the title starts. Uh, What I think is a little bit uh, out of tune, if you want, is that they have certain expectations uh, that are not currently shared by the industrial segment. So, they would like everyone to, you know, be disrupted effectively by 5G. And that's the messaging that they've sent. We are gonna disrupt the industrial space. Now, unfortunately, and Anna can comment on this much more than I can. Uh, disruption is not such a welcome word in uh, any industrial setting.
2: Yes, exactly. In 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 the industry, especially in the manufacturing, um there are not so many disruptive technologies. Ethernet took like fifteen years to 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 uh, be a technology, the most adapted technology uh, in the industrial applications. and 5G in the manufacturing world. Also, was first, I believe, accepted with a kind of enthusiasm because it's a new technology. Uh, it has a large promise of ultra-reliable, low-latency communications, which, which is actually um, a basic requirements of industrial communication. But um, what what no one counted on or what no one expected, that it is not a ready-to-go technology. It is a technology which st- still needs to be evolved and it is still developing. And at the current state of the art of the technology now, we can use it, but we can't use this beautiful future like ultra-reliable latency because um, we don't have devices yet. And um, yes, uh, this is also one of the major hurdles uh, that the ecosystem is not uh, not developed yet. What also maybe is the discrepancy between the expectation of uh, service providers and manufacturing world is um, what I already mentioned also in the report uh, that, um, of course, your, your service providers are counting manufacturing uh, with a large number of sites, but we need to consider that the majority of those sites are small and medium enterprises, which are really price sensitive and don't have resources. For example, for integration, they don't have enough resources for educating people to employ, deploy 5G. So the price and the business model of 5G and the easiness of 5G is not given yet for private in the private networks offering. Mm-hmm.
1: And I thought it was interesting, and it, you've kind of hinted at this as well in the report that it, uh, you know, in the beginning mentions that um, the the speed at which the telcos and the manufacturers are moving is um, different and their expectations for each other are, are maybe not quite aligned um, there. Can you talk a little bit more about um, the issues that, that that creates and also, um, you know, why, why does it take... Um, so long for manufacturing to adopt some of the new technology that um, perhaps the service providers are offering.
2: Yes, yes, sure. Manufacturing in general adapts new technology very slow, like 10 times, 5 times, 10 times slower than IT world. Like I just told about uh, industrial Ethernet, for example, it took very long time to adapt industrial Ethernet. Um, this is because basically of uh, the requirements of the pressure on an industry on efficiency, no downtime, avoiding downtime, only very proven, very reliable technologies are implemented in the industry. Uh, This is the first point. Second point, industry is not really... So this is basically why it takes so long. The technology should be proven, reliable, and then it will be allowed to use in the industry. The second point is that we don't have a lot of wireless connectivity in general in industrial communication. It is a small part. It is like two to three percent of all industrial connected nodes are wireless nodes. So it is not a priority for manufacturing to, to implement 5G. It is not really disruptive right now. We have Uh, technologies which already are low latency and highly reliable and uh, which can serve almost all use cases which are also introduced for 5G. And um, what we need to do now, we need to extract the value of this technology. Stop reading that it is very, very nice and disruptive and a big change is coming. We need to look at exactly now, how we can use five G and what can five G can do for the manufacturing? How it can enhance industrial communication and how can it improve productivity, yield, uh, quality, or whatever compared to existing technologies?
0: That's a a great point, Pablo. I guess for from the telco side, um, you know. So Anna just points out that that it's a mostly wired industry, not a lot of wireless nodes deployed. Um, it's slow. To, it's famously slow to adopt, you know, new technologies with ether, industrial Ethernet, just just catching on in the last decade or so. So, why did the telcos talk about man, the manufacturing sector as such a, um, uh, you know, so far in advance of these you know, of five G's capabilities actually unlocking? And what what um, uh, what advantage do they think that five G is really going to give to these kinds of companies?
3: I mean that's a great question and I think there are a a couple of points that can be made and the first one uh, um, I apologize to my friends in the telco space but they have been a little bit naive in looking at the industrial manufacturing uh, because effectively telcos are outsiders. Telcos do not have experience on the factory floor, uh, are not players that are already famous, they already have the trust of that specific sector so Looking from the outside, they said, "Okay, this is like the perfect place for us to bring this new technology, which is more suited, as we all know, to connect devices, to bring the latency down, and things like that." So from 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 one end, it was like, uh, "Okay, this looks good to us," but they didn't really look in depth enough to understand the challenges. Uh, and the other reason why they they looked at manufacturing and and they and they see this is because. Um, 5G is well suited to this, uh, and the more mobility you can put, there are some advantages in there. Uh, but again, a, a big challenge is that you, unless it's something that is like completely mobile, uh, as soon as you put a cable for whatever machinery it is, then that is already not fully mobile. So may not require a fully mobile type of connectivity. So uh, that's another challenge. But telcos need a success story; they need to find a new set of revenue streams. And you know, if I need to be optimistic, and every now and then I have to be, uh, I'm not saying that 5G will not have a role to play in manufacturing, it may have a role, and most likely it will play a role, but this is a marathon and it's not a sprint. So again, if it's gonna take 10, 15 years uh, for 5G to be adopted, that can still be success story. Now the, the question is like, which telco is willing to wait 10 to 15 years. And by now we're gonna be talking about, you know, 6G or, or, or 7G uh, in order to unlock
0: this opportunity. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... Uh, Kelsey, did you have something? Because I've got a quick follow up on that.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say I thought it was interesting uh, looking at the report. As a telco's, uh, one of their key messages was that five G is disruptive, and the, and that sounds like that's not at all appealing to manufacturing. Is that uh, kind of a fair assessment there? I mean, it it, um, it it sounds like they, you know, the telcos are like this is gonna change everything, and and from maybe manufacturing standpoint, they're like, well.
2: You know, it's a little too soon for us. <laughs> manufacturers will not replace anything which is not broken, which still works efficiently. It mm-hmm. should be very, very large advantage. They should see very large advantage of a new technologies to invest in these technologies for the future,
0: mm-hmm.
2: to replace something.
0: Right. as far as connectivity goes, though, the I, I guess for the uh, what are the. What's the positive side of the telco interest in the manufacturing sector? Are there like near-term opportunities that that exist, uh, either in private networks or in just uh, in, in enterprise connectivity in general?
3: I mean, from from my point of view, there there are some opportunities, and and there needs to be sort of a rationalization of where telco should be focusing. And again, if you're talking private networks, uh, the easiest places to begin with are those that require coverage of a you know, large area. That's why we see a lot of deployment in ports, uh, that's why we see deployment in, in mines, so effectively transported <laughs> energy. And what's really interesting is that uh, private networks, Cry5G private is bringing significant results, significant improvements in those areas. So it means that the technology can be applied in very difficult scenarios. I mean, if you're thinking again about the mining space, that's one of the most difficult scenarios that that you can think of, you know, all the type of security, reliability, whatever you want. So there is absolutely an opportunity and private networks are delivering that. So likely what I would suggest is to try to find those uh, uh, commonalities. And of course, manufacturing is going to be unique, It's going to be different. But try to find some commonalities to those verticals where private networks are delivering. And that, again, could be something like uh, a no refinery. counters as energy, count as manufacturing, you can choose. But that would be a better place to start. And again, if it's a large coverage that is needed, then power cellular has a clear advantage. So there are some opportunities, but you need to be extremely selective and not just uh, kind of follow the, the big idea of, there are so many manufacturing sites because like kind was saying a lot of a lot of them are small to medium enterprises and we know that private networks right now are primarily purchased by very large enterprises
0: yeah i I think um just a real quick comment on the financial sector like i I do think that telcos um would be excited to tout long-term wins you know because of what's happened in the consumer sector they launched 5g it was exciting at first. Now the market's saturated. There's no apparent advantage. People aren't really you know, too thrilled about it. Um, but those longer term, uh, you know, wins are that's, that's like a multi-year story and if told correctly and if executed correctly, it could be, um, you know, it could be quite compelling for, you know, from the invest investor, uh, point of view. Uh, Kelsey, I think I just cut you off, which is uh, in my contract. I'm supposed to do that like three times (laughs) an episode. So go ahead.
1: (laughs) No worries. Um, Yeah, just, uh, I guess, taking a little bit of a a step back, how did you all uh, end up collaborating on this report? Um, Did you find that you were speaking with some of the same companies or um, just as you were, you know, kind of diving into your research, did it seem like a, a natural pairing?
2: Partially we are speaking to the same companies, that's true. And then we realized that the discrepancy and the expectation is very, very visible. And we wanted to investigate it. We wanted to kind of... um, um, kind of bring t- these two worlds together to, to find this commonality, what, 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 what those two worlds can do to approach is, each other with this 5G technology, whether it is a potential or not, and how to do that?
3: I mean, from, from, from my end, the, the idea was like, uh, once you have a, a rational picture of what's happening, then you can try to find a solution. So, again, if TECOS keeps saying uh, uh, one millisecond is going to be our key to win in this segment, and and they're not delivering that, and they already have technologies that do that, then they're not going to go anywhere. But when they start sort of talking a little bit more with industrial players and understanding their point of view, and then it's vice versa, so industrial players talking with TECOS, then they sort of sit on a table and they say, okay, how can we make this work? So, we wanted to, to sort of help a little bit foster uh, a collaboration. And from my point of view at Omdia, we have a lot of this internal conversation with the manufacturing team, with the energy team, critical comms, IoT, because, of course, private networks is one of those topics that cannot be addressed from one single site.
0: That sounds good. Uh, uh, Kelsey, are you uh, one more or do you, are you ready to wrap?
1: Um, I think, uh, I, I guess my next question Maybe to, to wrap up would be, um, you know, what are you seeing in the next five years? We were kind of joking that, well, it might be 15 years before manufacturing adopts this. Like, do you, I, I feel like we've talked about kind of the a lot of the challenges, like what what are some more of the um, bright side? Uh, how do telcos maybe moderate their expectations a little bit more um, in approaching the manufacturing vertical?
3: For a telco, first of all, it's about selling a solution that the enterprise needs. Uh, And and this can be something quite simple. Telcos love to sell 5G, but maybe 5G is not needed. Maybe the enterprise and the industrial world, they currently want something else. And a telco should not try to push 5G for the sake of it, but say, OK, what is your problem? And to understand that problem, they need to collaborate. They need to have a strong relationship with the industrial players. When they understand what the problem is, I mean, telcos have a lot of assets they can bring and they can bring their partners and collaborate to solve their problems. Their problems sometimes will be solved with 5G and sometimes will be solved with any other technology. So you deliver a solution that is based on the needs and rather than worrying too much about 5G.
2: So I basically agree with Pablo, uh, manufacturers are conservative, but they need to look in, the, in this new technology because it can um, improve the output of the production, make it more efficient with uh, not not only looking in the use cases, but looking in, in general usage of 5G. It can enhance the connectivity due to better, for example, better propagation, larger arc our area coverage and um, uh, where where the manufacturer can um, use more mobile devices. And we see that the industry is moving towards more mobile devices like AGVs or uh, VR applications. Um, And I think what manufacturers should do, they should definitely look into this technology and now also look for partners. And look what partners can offer to them together. For example, with Telco, Telco can be also a partner if they can offer a simple, manage, manageable solution. Simplicity will be a key word for to, for approaching manufacturers.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. That, that that kind of puts a nice wrapper on the whole um, uh, the whole, I guess, difference between the two industries and the fact that there's, uh, you know, still you know, that you both agree that there's still a lot of opportunity ahead for these two spaces working together. Um, I think it's a good time to uh, to, re- to leave it there for now. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want to uh, learn more, we'll have a link in the show notes to the new report from Omdia, the report's called Demystifying Private 5G and Manufacturing, How to Seize a New Opportunity. Uh, Pablo and Anna, thanks so much for uh, your time today.
2: Thank you for inviting us.